Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. What's uh, what's going on, everyone? We're back. Oh, yeah. It's another week of We Are Starting a Cult. We're here. We are. With myself, Grant, as usual. You know, I'm always uh, I'm always here. It's Grant over there. Yeah. And we got Jake. And uh, today we have a very, very special guest named uh, the Zodiac Killer. Yep. So why don't you introduce yourself? Oh, wait. I thought that's that right. would work. No one... No one, no one knows no one who he is. Friggin' knows who this guy is. We're this close to getting him. We're pretty sure it's a guy. Yeah, that is kind and, of a wild you know, assumption, but I guess I don't know. It does just kind of go with the flow of like serial killers. You know, most violent yeah. serial killers tend to be men. The numbers are stacked against him. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It, we we can discuss all of this in right the now. show. Yeah. Wait, is this not the show? This is like the it. it See, this is the show, but is this, this is the, the like, part where it's like, I don't know what It's like what the icebreaker uh, section. Yeah, it's like, I want everyone to feel welcomed, but then at the same time, it's like, if you didn't feel welcomed in that first 30 seconds, you're not even listening to this right now. So the point that I'm trying to make is I don't know what to do. This I don't know a, what you people want from me. No, I mean, me either, but this is a very meta intro to this podcast. Yeah, because, well, I don't know, that's my thought. It's like... Someone someone out there right now turned this on and immediately were just like, I don't like this guy's fucking voice. I don't like the way he sounds. I don't I don't like what he's saying to me. They're like, what, what was that, Jake clearing his throat in the beginning? Like, yeah, so like, I don't want to hear that guttural, immediately just, just bodily thing. They're just turned off of the whole idea of the show. And I, I mean, I understand. But uh, you know, if you're at this point right now, and this one that I just said, yeah. we're going to start the show. Okay. So yeah, yeah. the Zodiac Killer is probably the most uh, most uh, famous unsolved killings uh, up there with you know Jack Jack the Ripster. Uh, yeah, I would yeah. say at least uh, for us, it's pretty much the Zodiac Killer. Like, I mean, the it Jack the Ripper. The interest is still there for a lot of people, but it's like it was so long ago that yeah, people it's like, kind of gone by the wayside to yeah, other ones. The most exciting thing they get is like, oh, this is a. 200 year old rag with some cum on it maybe it's his it's like who where did you even get this like why and, why do you have this and it's like at this point dude does it matter because finding it out it's like 
Oh my god, we figured out who Jack the Ripper is, and he died in 1907. He actually <laughs> lived a full and profitable life. Just like, okay, oh, what right. do we do? How do we serve justice? to his great, great, great grandchildren yeah. go to jail? You can't dedicate your life to something, then just solve it. Yeah. Then what are you doing? Anyway, either way, yeah, and that was, uh, that was, that was Britain. We got the U.S. over here. We got Zodiac Killers over here, okay? Yeah, and, the, and honestly, the Zodiac, to me, it was just more, like, dramatic. It was way more, like, movie-esque. Oh, we the will whole, talk like, about some movie-esque-ass shit. Like, the whole just, in, like, wearing a fucking <laughs> costume and shit. This guy is, it's like, nuts. he's the closest we've ever gotten to, like, the real-life Joker. That's, like, how it, that's what is. it is. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, he had the costume... We'll, we'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Yeah, we'll, we'll, get we'll into just it. jump so, right in. So yeah, like I said, it's probably one of the most uh, famous unsolved killings uh, since since Jack the Ripster. Uh, it occurred in 1987 uh, in San Francisco in Vallejo, California. Right? Uh, Are you? Um, do you want to correct what you just said? What's that? Do you, Jake? Do I? Yeah, you said it happened in 1987. What? That's what you just said. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, I'm freaking out. I guess. Yeah, this yeah. 1968. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I heard that. I was like, what? Why like, did wait I, a minute. Why did I say 87. See, we so got it. weird. That's, that's why there's two of us. That's because why there's we checks make and mistakes. balances. You know, it's the government judicial branch. We definitely we're humans, yeah. and it's just two of us that do all of this, so we make plenty of mistakes. It's true. 1968, though, in San Fran and Vallejo, uh, that rhymed. Uh, so let's you want to just get into the first uh, things going on here? Yeah, let's just, let's paint happen. the scene. Let's see what happens. All right. So December 20th, 1968, uh, Lake Herman Road, right? High school students. They just love going there to, to do, you know, all the stuff high school students do. I don't know what kids do. But, it's make-out uh, point. It is make-out point, yeah. So uh, high school students Betty uh, Betty Lawn Jensen and David uh, Faraday, they uh, they pull off to a little lover's lane, a little outlook, you know, at about uh, 10, 15 p.m. Just before 11, a car pulls up next to theirs, and someone gets out, right? So that's not what you want in this moment uh, for for a high schooler. No, that's about to get to second base. I mean, let's think of it like this: it, it's eleven o'clock. Uh, no, no teenager is up to any good in a parked car in the middle of nowhere at eleven p.m. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just you know something that whether it's nefarious or not, something is happening. A double-edged sword. Anyone else around and getting out of their cars and parking there? Not up to anything good. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, this car pulls up, um, and a guy gets out. He walks up. Uh, and he walks up to the Jeep Rambler, right? Uh, and he orders them out of the car at gunpoint. And uh, apparently it was a thirty-eight that he used. He uh, pulled out a thirty-eight Special, uh, ordered him out of the car, and then he just shoots David Faraday in the head, right? Yep. That's pretty terrible. And uh, Betty Lou, she uh, she runs in a panic, and the killer shoots a crescent shape of five bullets into her back yeah. from twenty eight feet away. Yeah, which uh, this is something I'll uh, in the dark. I'll come back to. It is believed um, by this guy named Robert Graysmith, who was a forensic analyst doing yeah. this work. He initially 
posed uh, this theory that uh, is, has kind of taken off because it makes a lot of sense. And they said that um, he had a flashlight attachment underneath the barrel of his gun. Yeah. And that was used as some sort of an aiming device. And uh, th- it it comes back later. Don't worry. I'll explain why. But, uh, yeah, it's... It's pretty astounding, dude. 28 feet away, five bullets in a crescent shape. This guy was just whipping around, shooting people perfectly. Yeah. What's going on with so this guy? So it's wild. And then there, there's one little bit of information I'll put out now that I, I just find intriguing about this whole thing. Yep. Is that in all of these different instances with the Zodiac, he never uses the same gun twice. No, yeah, we'll see that. It's, it's always a different make and model with different ammunition. And... um. I don't know, that's intriguing in and of itself. Um, just a little something to chew on. Yeah. 38 Special comes up here, never again. And, uh, yeah, clearly, initially they're thinking that this guy is some type of trained uh, marksman. They were kind of leaning towards, like, police or military. Yeah. But then once this was posed uh, with the flashlight, that idea, they kind of believed it. And they are like, you know, it was dark and far away, but if you know exactly where a bullet's going to land if you have this attachment, you could just... You know, boom, flash boom, boom, the flashlight, yeah. and there it is. There you go. Apparently, the bullets would land in the little like darker spot, the center of the, yeah. the beam. So yeah, they're that. That's what they think. All of this is conjecture because no one we truly don't knows. That's know the whole point of the story. That, yeah, we'll we'll save the ending, uh, and just tell you now. We 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 haven't caught it. We don't know who he is. I'm sorry to say that we have not solved it either. No, Grant we haven't. I, we don't know, but. So, yeah, this is fucking crazy, right? Uh, murderers killing people that uh, make out points, some high school kids. Sounds like the exact opening to every horror movie. Yeah. Right? And th- this was just based on the number of shots put into Betty Lou. I mean, the guy the guy in the car gets right in the head, so it's you know he's dead. Yeah, it's just quick lights out. And it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't just like a, <laughs> oh, I'm going to clip her and see what happens. Like, no, he wanted her dead. He, he emptied like, the gun. She can't be living anymore. I have to put a stop to this. Like, he put five shots into her back. Like, that, the entire, every bullet in that gun was used, and it went into yeah. a human body. He, uh, he did a sufficient job. We'll say that. Yeah, he did. So... Uh, yeah, so that's pretty crazy. That was December 20th of 1968. Uh, just a few months later, in uh, July, on, actually July 4th, America. Happy Independence Day! <laughs> you will die. Yeah, probably. So in July 4th of 1969, uh, it is Brown Midnight, uh, Darlene Farron, and Michael uh, Maggio. They, uh, they drove to Blue Rock Springs Park in Vallejo, California. Uh, this is four miles from the first murder site, right? So it's all pretty close. Uh, they pull in, they park, uh, they begin doing whatever it is uh, young people do uh, in that situation. And after a bit, uh, a car pulls up next to them, but immediately leaves, right? Super weird, little change in the game. Uh, so yeah, it parks um, after it, it leaves, and then it comes back. Uh, so yeah, it parks uh, after it leaves, and then immediately um, the guy gets out, right? Uh, he gets out on the passenger side of the couple's car uh, with a flashlight and a 9mm Luger, right? Different gun. Fuck Different you. Different gun than before. And he shined the light in on the two and shot them in uh, in the car five times. Yep. Right? He just kind of unloaded on them. 
And uh, the killer turned to leave, but apparently heard uh, Darlene moaning in pain, which is not something you want to do uh, in this situation. And this is why, because uh, he just went back and shot her again. Uh, he shot them both two times, actually, after that. And uh, 30 minutes later, the Vallejo Police Department receives a call from a phone booth uh, saying, I just killed two kids. So a little confession there. And, uh, yeah, didn't give his name. Uh, the speaker then told the police exactly where the bodies were. Uh, when the police went out there to investigate, they found that the uh, phone booth where the call was made uh, was .3 miles from Darlene Farron's home and only a few blocks from the police department itself. So this is some ballsy stuff, right, man? It is. This guy is crazy. And it gets a little ballsier, too, uh, because because one of them survived. Yeah, (laughs) one of them did survive. But also, in the phone call to the police, he has this kind of an afterthought at the end of the the phone call. He's like, oh, I also killed those kids last year. Yeah, yeah, So he he just kind of threw that in there. He's like, I'm your man. I'm doing this. This is my <laughs> like, thing. What are you ta- oh, this is kind of right. my thing. It's kind of a hobby. But yeah, so that's uh, it's uh, event number two of the Zodiac saga. Yeah. So here, I'll, uh, I'm going to interject here for a moment. Yeah. Uh, so Michael uh, survived this attack. He took a bullet to the face, the neck, and the chest. And uh, he actually survived, which is nuts. Yeah, even after he the killer came back and shot him both two more times. Yeah, and each. this is this is where they got the initial physical description of the Zodiac. And he described him as somewhere between the ages of 26 to 30, weighing about 195 or 200 pounds or slightly higher, and about 5 foot 8 inches, and it was a white male with short, light brown, curly hair. So they're on the lookout, right? And then August 1st, 1969 happens. And three letters were received across the city. It's always nice. The Vallejo Times Herald, the San Francisco Chronicle, and the San Francisco Examiner all received nearly identical letters uh, that contained, you know, a written... I'll, I'll get into what it was what it contained, but there is also a cipher on it, and I'll discuss that as well. So and the cipher on each letter was the only thing that was different for all the letters. Yeah. So in this letter, uh, the individual claims that he had taken credit for shooting the two children on Lake Herman Road in last Christmas, and the two kids at Blue Rock Springs in July. Um. No one really knew uh, what to do, right? But they were kind of their hand was a little forced because the person that wrote this letter demanded that they be printed on every paper's front page, or he would quote, "Cruise around all weekend, killing lone people in the night, then move on to kill again until I end up with a dozen people over the weekend." End quote. So, so he's uh, yeah, he's going a bit nuts. Yeah, they they really didn't know what to like do next. They were kind of like, whatever. So, like, should we do what he says? Is he a terrorist? Do we negotiate? What is what's going on? Um, they did end up publishing it, and all three of them. It got out right. Everyone saw it, and then a week later, on August seventh, uh, another letter was received. This time, only by the San Francisco Examiner, and this is where he pens his name uh, with the salutation of "Dear Editor." This is the Zodiac speaking. So 
This guy had given himself a name, right? Yeah. Fucking wild. Zodiac. And um, the reason he wrote the second letter was because the police chief... Sorry. Police chief? The chief of police. Okay. Jack E. Stiltz. Uh, he was not satisfied with these letters, saying that they could have been written by anyone, and they would need further evidence to know that they were actually speaking to the murderer. So he wrote this in, and he gave them details about uh, the deaths, including um, where blood splatter had landed, what position they were in, uh, what type of car they were driving, and then he specified... um, the name is slipping me right now. What was uh, David Faraday? Yeah. He knew his exact position in the vehicle, and he said that his leg was sticking out of the window. And once they saw this, they were like, okay. Like, we didn't, this wasn't yeah, anywhere. The only out. people that would know this were people that were there. So, like, there's, no, like, this is legit. Maybe he was a cop. Um, so they're kind of freaking out about all this, right? And he writes in the second letter on August 7th that if they are able to crack the three ciphers that were sent to the three different news outlets, that they will have his identity. Yeah. And they only were able to crack one of them. And I have it here. I have it. This is a 408 symbol cipher written by the Zodiac Killer. Yeah, 17 characters across and 24 rows long. Yes. I like killing people because it is so much fun. It is more fun than killing wild game in the forest because man is the most dangerous animal of all to kill. Something gives me the most thrilling experience. It is even better than getting your rocks off with a girl. The best part of it is that when I die, I will be reborn in paradise, and those I have killed will become my slaves. I will not give you my name because you will try to slow me down or atop my catalog of slaves for my afterlife E-B-E-O-R-I-E-T-E-M-E-T-H-H-P-I-T-I. That's just gibberish there. The yeah, yeah. The, uh, you know what's weird about like that being deciphered from the cipher? Uh-huh. Uh, is that the FBI, like the CIA, the NSA, they all looked at this cipher and none of them could crack it, right? They were all just working on it like, what the fuck does this mean? So uh, this, uh, it was all until this uh, teacher couple. Yeah. Just a random, like, Couple they're of just people, the they're, paper. they're married, they were teachers, they just solved it. Yeah, Donald <laughs> and Betty it. Harden. Yeah. And they And it, it literally it took them like a week. Like yeah, a they were week just like, Yeah, we just it. hunkered down and, yeah. on August eighth of nineteen sixty nine, they had it correct. They were like, Yeah, this is pretty easy. It's it's pretty straightforward if if you if you really look at it. Um but every uh, there are spelling errors all over the place. Oh, it's it's ripe. Um, and as I said, like at the end, that gibberish there, no one is yet to be able to figure out if that has any meaning at all. Yeah. Or if it's just like gibberish to kind of throw people off. Yeah. Nobody people really say knows. It, like it may have been just to like fuck up with people, uh, trying to discover the cipher's meaning. Right. You know, just to throw in there. And you may have seen it or at least subconsciously made the connection to, uh, the most dangerous game, uh, the book. You know what I'm talking about, everyone? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, that uh, that comes up later as well, so I will, I'll save that one for later, but just keep that in the back of your head. I'll do it. For now. I'll do it. All right, we're moving on with the uh, next thing, right? The third happening 
on August 4th, right, of 1969, uh, San Francisco Examiner gets the second letter, right? All right, we're moving on to something else. That was the wrong line. September 27th of 1969, right? Two college kids from uh, Pacific Union College, Brian uh, Hardnall and Cecilia Shepard, they went out on a picnic, right? Picnics are so romantic, very good. And that went to a cool-ass place, too. Yeah, there you go. They uh, they went on a picnic on a lake, Berryessa. Berryessa, very and nice. It's, it's like a small little island that's just connected by like two little sand bridges. Yeah, it's like a they're like the Twin Oak Ridge. It looks it's like pretty badass. It with like a sand spit. If you see like pictures of it, it's like a really interesting. No, it is looking. beautiful. These college kids are gonna bang. Yeah, that yeah, all these that kids was are probably, banging. That was probably the the you know end end game, but. Uh, it's probably not going to happen. Uh, it didn't happen, we know, because a man suddenly uh, starts approaching them uh, with a gun, right? And you'll never guess what he's wearing. He's wearing a black executioner's hood. He is. Like, it's not, like, rounded, like, to his head. It's, like, it's basically as if you put a black, like, yeah, paper just, bag It just looks like over a sack, head. like a potato yeah. sack. So it looks very menacing, right? Black executioner's mask, a uh, pair of clip-on sunglasses... Over the mask, I suppose. Yeah, like and, where uh, the eye holes. Would yeah, go. yeah, yeah. So, uh, and uh, he had a white bib-like thing around his neck uh, with the zodiac uh, signature symbol on it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always kind of pictured it. Maybe it just makes it a little bit more badass. They keep saying like a bib-like thing. Yeah, I just... picture like like a Kevlar vest. That just like hangs down a little bit, like he just looks like he's oh, going yeah, to war. Oh yeah, he's like he's going into battle and like he's a swordsman and shit. Like that's what I choose to see it as. I don't know what it was exactly, but <laughs> it's just some dude with a hood and a gun with a and he, bib. Yeah, on. And he's wearing a fucking like Joe Crabshack bib, just like a paper bib <laughs> with his emblem on yeah, it, his just, own emblem. Just like man, you know how expensive these things are. I had to fucking buy like ten of these. <laughs> it's like the most cartoony shit. I love it, but uh, they didn't love it at all because. So yeah, this guy was dressed all super weird, right? It was, it was crazy. He looked insane to them, and uh, yeah. So he had it, the man claimed uh, to be an escaped convict from Deer Lodge, Montana. Right? Yeah, he's like, I murdered he's a like, guard and I got out me. of prison. Yeah, <laughs> that was literally his story. He's like, I I killed a guard and I stole a car, and now what I need from you is your car. He's like, you need another car. He he's trying to get to Mexico supposedly, right? And uh, so yeah. He, yeah, and he gave them links of plastic, uh, plastic like clothesline, and ordered Cecilia to tie up Brian, right? Which is not something you want to do. You don't want to tell your uh, your your, uh, your your kidnapped people to tie themselves up. I don't think they'll do a good job. Uh, yeah, so, that, that yeah, doesn't make. They'd be like giving someone a knife and just being like, like "Kill yourself like, for me." Sabuku. Like, it's like right now. Now they have a weapon. Like they could make this plan theirs now. Yeah, it's like dig your own grave. It's like I'm gonna try to hit that gun out of your hand with this shovel. Yeah, Either way. Uh, so yeah, so she, he was like, "Here's some plastic clothesline, Cecilia, tie up Brian." You didn't know their names, but you know you get the picture. And uh, so she did, but she uh, she did it very loosely. As as I pointed out, is a problem with this scenario, and uh, the killer checked them right, so he tightened them after. So I guess he's he's doing the checks and balances here, and uh, yeah, so he uh, he tightened them up, and uh, then he tied up Cecilia, and then he stabbed them both repeatedly with a knife. 
Not the gun that he held them with. Just a knife. Yeah. So he's completely flipping the script now. Not flipping the script. Bad, bad thing. He's just changing things up every time. Yeah, he has that, a costume now, and that's why initially when they the cops like arrived, they didn't connect it right away because it just seemed so like against the motive. Yeah, of like there's the real this guy Zodiac. doesn't have an mo. His mo is to have a different mo. Every right. Time. So it it was kind of difficult to connect to it, but then there's reasons why they connected. Yeah. So yeah. So he stabbed them both repeatedly with a knife, and then he proceeded to go over to their car. Right. Uh, he used a Sharpie marker to write the dates of the first two attacks on the door. And then he drew the, like, you know, the infamous thing that he's got on his uh, on his uh, bib. Bib there. The little circle with the cross through it. So the sign of the Zodiac. So he drew that. And then he proceeded to write Vallejo 122068. Uh, 7469. September 27th, uh, 1969. 6.30. Was it 6.30? Mm-hmm. Damn, there's wrong notes. I, just love the, I love that we're together. Anyway, by knife. That's how he ends it. By knife. So he is just taking credit. The cops are he's looking like, at him like, I like, would have never figured that one out. He's like, this is insane. <laughs> I never would have known this was a knife. This looked this like, man a, is like a land clearly. shark. <laughs> there's one guy in the... Clearly this man was stabbed with a swordfish nose. There's one guy in the, in the police department that just is all about murderous fish. Everything, he's just like, it's a shark. They're like, sir, he's 40 miles inland. He's like, you wait. You wait. There's going to be a day just where wait. I'm right. All right. Dude, there's, there has to be one guy in every department who's just like, was it Was it an icicle? Because that would be perfect. Look, That's I, how you get never, away with murder. We'd you absolutely never figure it out if it was an icicle. <laughs> it's like, so you asking that, Tom, is not going to get, you're not going to get any closure on this. Anyway. So yeah, uh, he, he he dressed up in a nice uh, nice little outing suit. Uh, he crashed a picnic. He used a knife inappropriately, and then he uh, defaced their car. So uh, that's pretty crazy, pretty insane stuff. That was September twenty seventh. Uh, he's ramping up because he's doing it way closer together. Because the next thing that happens on October eleventh of nineteen sixty nine, uh, a cab driver named Paul Stein uh, supposedly picked up. Uh, the Zodiac, at uh, at Union Square in San Francisco. And uh, he proceeds to drive him to Presidio Heights, right? Very nice neighborhood at the time. Um, and at the end of the drive, the passenger shoots Stein in the back of the head with a 9mm, but a different 9mm than the one previously mentioned, right? So he's changing it up. He's doing the different guns again. So then... Uh, he then took a bloody piece of his shirt, the killer who shot him, right? He, uh, he took a little piece of his shirt and he left the scene. Apparently, there were like a shit ton of witnesses. Like there were so many people around at the time and police, like they, they were dispatched, right? Uh, so it's weird, man. Uh, claims that he was a black man, like started going throughout like the community at the time. And then other people were saying, like, no, it was, like, totally a white dude. And like, it, it, there was just, like, chaos and confusion. Uh, yeah. It, the, the description of being a black man, is the, although there is the description of, uh, that, like, we all have come to know and love of the, like, composite sketch 
that actually came from this instance too. So yeah. we're not we're not necessarily sure what he exactly looks like, but the person who thinks he was a white guy with a bull cut, strong jaw, and uh, thick glasses. That's that's the one who went to you know talk to the police, and that's the composite sketch. But right, so uh, in a later letter, right, the Zodiac would send uh, a piece, the piece of the bloody shirt that he took off Stein to prove that it was him that did it. And uh, yeah, he said police were scrambling, uh, trying to find uh, find him after this, right? And uh, the Zodiac spoke with apparently multiple officers and easily slipped away as yeah. just a passerby. Yeah, and this was found out uh, by the third letter that they received from the Zodiac. Yeah. Um, uh, you cool if I go into that letter right now? It's, we have to at some point. All right, so on October 14th of 1969, the San Francisco Chronicle got their third letter from the Zodiac. And it contained a piece of Paul Stein's bloodied shirt just to prove that he was the guy there. Yep. Um, in this very letter, uh, the Zodiac discusses how next he thinks he wants to t- attack a school bus. And he, quote, just shoot out the front tire and then pick off the kitties as they come bouncing out, end it's, quote. It's kind of crazy because that, that's like a reoccurring thing in his letters is talking yeah. about taking out a school bus. Yes, and then, um, so, in this letter, he demands, demands he, he He's got to have it. Right. He keeps demanding he wants more attention. So, on October 20th of 1969, at 2 p.m., someone claiming to be the Zodiac Killer called the Oakland Police Department, demanding that either Effley Bailey or Melvin Belly appear on the AM San Francisco talk show hosted by Jim Dunbar. Uh, Effley Bailey was not available as, uh, <laughs> you know, he'd go on to be the guy that fucking represents O.J. Simpson. There you go. All right. Um, so Melvin Belly uh, did appear on the show. Um, uh, Jim Dunbar wanted to keep the lines of communication open and he insisted that they allow him to call on the show if he wants to. And um, the Zodiac, or someone claiming to be the Zodiac, called several times and said that his name was Sam. And after later inspection and, you know, doing a research, this guy was not the real Zodiac killer. Yeah, it was some dude, just a lifelong drunk, uh, trying to play a joke. Yeah. So then, on November 8th, 1969, the Zodiac mailed in a card with another cryptogram uh, that was 340 characters. Um, It has never been decoded. Nobody really knows what it is. Um, They have suggested uh, numerous different solutions to what this cipher is, but nothing has been deemed uh, proof yet or definitive proof. Yeah. And it's so hard to, like, actually nail those kinds of things down because there were so many, like, spelling errors and yeah. shit. And whenever they would think they solved it, like, they're not sure if all the random letters are supposed to be there or not. Like, you can't account for that. No, exactly. You know? And then um, on November 9th of 1969, the Zodiac mailed a seven-page letter, all right? And in this one, he talks about how two policemen had actually stopped and spoke with him exactly three minutes after he murdered Paul Stein. Um, And 
they said pretty much what he told them was that if you were a little bit better at your job, you would have had me that day. Yeah. And um, he sent another piece of Stein's shirt with this letter, just confirming that he was present at least, whether it's yeah, him or yeah. not. This man was there when it happened. Yeah. And so another, th- he like did a little another little dig on the police in that letter too. He's like, every all the police were busy trying to be the loudest things on the street in all their motorcycles. Yeah. It's like all right. Well. Yeah. So he does not like authority. He doesn't like it. He is truly just toying with them. Like a toy. And then, I do, I want to say this here right now. Um, as far as, I guess if you want to call it a canonical, if that's like the proper term. I guess, yeah. I mean. um, if you want to go based on the confirmed interactions with the Zodiac and the murders, uh, this was the end of the line. Yep. This is confirmed. Basically, yeah. The the th- the five confirmed kills that the uh, the Zodiac actually has is David Faraday. They are David Faraday, uh, Betty Lou Jensen, Darlene Elizabeth Farron, uh, Cecilia Ann Shepard, and Paul Lee Stein. Those are the ones that we know. Yeah, for sure. Those are four did. facts connected to him. Now yeah. there, he claims. Uh, through other letters received by the police and media outlets, he claims up to 37. Yeah, but the suspected cases that we've put together, like that would make sense for that to be kind of true. Uh, the suspected cases uh, are between 20 and 28 Yeah, or so. And the reason that it's unconfirmed but kind of on the fence is some of the suspected murders happened uh, years previous to the actual events of the Zodiac. Yeah. So people have suggested that this was, uh, like, I guess in a way this was his practice run. This was, you know, how he got so good at it and being able to slip away. Something like that. But with that being said, there's no actual proof that can connect uh, the Zodiac to any of these killings. Yeah, I mean, well, th- there are things that would lead us to suspect, though. Like, yeah. uh, Oh, definitely. I, don't know, definitely. I, could, I could go through a few of them, actually. Yeah, go um, for it. So the murders that the Zodiac is suspected of being uh, connected to, right? Uh, Robert Domingo, who was 18, and Lydia, or no, not Lydia, Linda Edwards, 17, uh, they were shot and killed at on a beach near uh, Gaviota. <laughs> Gaviota. Gaviota. On, uh, on June uh, 4th, 1963, right? And then uh, there was also another one. It was uh, Cherry Joe Bates, 18, uh, stabbed and nearly decapitated. Nearly. Almost decapitated. Uh, at Riverside City College in Riverside on uh, October 30th. So the day before Halloween, how... Perfect. How much like a movie? This is like the... He's trying to be in a movie. He's good at it. And, you know, there's movies made about him. He kind of got what he wanted. You can't deny that. He's good at what he's doing. He is. And uh, then there was Donna Lass, who was 25. She disappeared September 6th of 1970 uh, from State Line, Line, Nevada. So this is why, like, a lot of people are just like, yeah, he was active in California and Nevada. This is the only one linked to Nevada that... It p- could possibly be true. Right. You know, like, we don't know. But uh, she disappeared from State Line, Nevada. And on March 22nd of 1971, uh, the San Francisco Chronicle received a uh, postcard from the Zodiac, right? Including an advertisement for a condominium complex that was located near the site of Donna's disappearance. Mm-hmm. And 
this led them to believe that it was like his way of claiming responsibility for that. Interesting. Which is, I feel it's like cool if that's right, but it's kind of a stretch, you know? Yeah, <laughs> no, like, it is uh, a little bit. Just a condominium. I don't know. Either way, but, and uh, he was also a suspect, he or she, uh, the Zodiac was uh, also suspected of uh, committing the unsolved uh, Santa Rose hitchhiker murders, right? Ooh. And on top of all this, uh, supposedly, so apparently like two people got away in the previous stories that we had just discussed, and uh, they were both dudes. Um, One played dead, one just got lucky. So apparently there is a suspected third escapee uh, named Kathleen Johns, right? She was 22. And... uh, she claimed that she was abducted on March 22nd of 1970 on uh, Highway 132 near I-580, right, in Modesto. So uh, she was driving along, pregnant, and she was also with her 10-month-old daughter. She was in the car, right? Uh, when a car behind her began honking and, like, flashing its lights and being real super fucking annoying on the road. And uh, so she pulled over, right? And this guy pulls over right behind her. And he was saying, he got out of the car, and he was like, yeah. So I saw, like, your back right wheel was, like, wobbling a bunch. And, like, I could fix that if you want. I'll just, like, tighten up the lug nuts. She was like, cool, sick. And he did it, right? And then he got in his car. He was about to drive off, and she was about to do the same. But right when they moved, uh, her car, uh, Kathleen's car, uh, the wheel fell off that he was trying to fix, supposedly. Damn. So the wheel just, it just fell off. So uh, Kathleen, uh, so the guy stopped, right? He came back and he was like, you know what? I'm going to drive you to the nearest uh, service station. We're going to get you some help. It's going to be great. So Kathleen and her 10-month-old daughter, Kathleen pregnant and her 10-month-old daughter, uh, got into this guy's car, right? And they went off they went into the night on the road. It was after passing multiple service stations that she began asking why he wasn't stopping, Right. And apparently he would just change the subject and continue on driving. And it wasn't until about 90 minutes of doing this. And he was just going back and forth on these roads, right? He wasn't going any, to any location or anything. He was just going in circles. So, uh, yeah, about 90 minutes uh, had passed. And uh, they stopped at an intersection. And Kathleen saw this as a uh, an opportunity to run. So what did she do? She did that. She ran. And, uh, yeah, she ran out of the car with her, uh, with her 10-month-old daughter in her arms. She hid in a field because it was at night, right? So she went into a field. She hid from him. And apparently he got out and started searching for her with a flashlight saying, like, I'm not going to hurt you. Come back. I love, like, all that stuff. And, uh, so, yeah. But then he eventually gave up. And that's fucking terrifying, right? So he eventually gave up, and um, so Kathleen gave her statement to police after this. And while she was in the station, she actually saw the composite uh, drawing of the Zodiac Killer, like because um, Mr. Stein, the Paul Stein's uh, case had just happened. Uh-huh. Uh, he saw a sketch of Paul Stein's murderer, and she claimed that that was exactly the man that kidnapped her and her daughter. So possibly escaped from the Zodiac. Who knows? Yeah, you do never know. So I yeah. am. You never know. So what I I want to get into here for a moment is uh, who could this man be? Who, who could, is it? Who can it be now? Well, 
looking back, hindsight has offered a lot of uh, a lot of light on this. Shed a lot of light on this case. Yeah, I'd yeah, say. yeah, yeah, yeah. And there are people out there that believe that it was Charles Manson, which probably like, not, not realistically. Probably, no, no. But uh, um, there's some people that think it was Joseph Mengele. Yeah, that doesn't. Even and I make don't think sense. that's right either. That doesn't even make sense. I, don't, um, I got in like a deep hole of, of researching that. There's like so many pages claiming that it was just Joseph Mengele who was doing all this. Oh yeah, it's no, insane. And they say that it was uh, Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber. But he would never misspell things that much. Only because he was around that area, but then pretty much anyone that's looked into it, uh, he was in Chicago during. A few of these murders, yeah. So it, it wouldn't make any sense. But what what we're looking at here is the outfit. The outfit has led to two separate thoughts here, and the first one being that it was uh, he was a clan member, which would kind of, I guess, if you want to say, explain the hood. You know, he'd have it. He just kind of changed it around to do his thing. Well, I mean, it, it was black though, right? And it, well, yeah, but and I mean, it was an executioner's mask. It did have like it had pointed edges on it. No, that's not true. It didn't. No, it was what? boxy. It was a square. Yeah, that's Similar what I mean. Like, like, well, like not like pointed, but you know, like, well, yeah, there, it didn't have the. There's hard like. Yeah, a, there's angles on it. There's not just I, they, like a form. These people thing. are reaching for straws here, buddy. They don't know. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then uh, a more plausible theory, even though it's just as ridiculous to me, is that he was a Satanist. Could make what? sense. <laughs> well, they because in some sects of Satanism, they do believe that uh, murdering individuals will allow them to be your like eternal slave in the afterlife. Yeah, that, that probably came from the uh, the letter A. Eh? Yeah, and it also, I mean, it not not all uh, Satanists, you know, wear black hoods, but I guess. In a realistic I'd say, world, I'd you could. I'd say most of them don't do yeah. that. So it's like, it's weird. I don't know. Most of them don't kill people either. They're actually very nice people. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> they, weird. They're basically just like, I'm my own god, fuck off. Oh, you no, no, do they, they're talking want. like, these are like Satanist Satanists. Like yeah, well, these devil guys worshiping these guys like are Luciferian jerks. guys. Jerks, I'd call them if they killed people. Yeah, and these are all, again, these are all just kind of people jumping at it. Now, there's one man that kind of, we'll, we'll get into it. I don't want to say anything. What? <laughs> Arthur Lee Allen. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, he was probably the most notable suspect because it just makes sense. So, I want to say this. Arthur Lee Allen was a terrible person. Uh, in 1974, he was actually arrested uh, for raping a 12-year-old boy. You can't do that. And he did this because he was working at a school. Oh, I just, I'm like looking at some info about him, and his picture came up. This guy looks like a fucking like baby doll with like lard implants on his fucking cheeks. This guy is insane looking. Yeah. And I there there's a there's a documentary where uh, they interview his friends, and you got to take this with a grain of salt because his friends are not good people either. But one of the friends, uh, 
talks about the first time that he ever met Arthur Lee Allen, and it is ridiculous. Pretty much what he says is that... <laughs> it's so on the nose. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's like it's he's ridiculous. in his room, uh, in his apartment with his buddy, and they're arguing about something. I don't remember. They're arguing. And the door just explodes. That's the way he just... He said the door explodes. Yeah. It just is kicked out, like kicked in. The hinges are ripped from the wall, just flies in. And there's this big man standing there with a knife in his hand, just looking at them. And the guy that is watching this, he thinks back on it. He's like, You looked in his eyes, and this guy wasn't human. Like, this guy did not <laughs> yeah. have human emotion. <laughs> yeah, in the interview, he's like, It was something just not natural about that man. Yeah, and then they proceeded to be friends. Yeah, they just hung out after that happened. He just ripped the door off the hinges, had a knife, and he was like, well, why don't you sit down? Yeah, I don't know why. Why don't you sit down? You want a cider? Now, the reason that they think uh, he has his connections to this is based on things that he has said and things they've found. Some pretty exact things that he said, yeah. Right, so... this um would supposedly these things took place in the late sixties between sixty seven and sixty nine mm-hmm. and Arthur Lee Allen would talk about how he wanted to you know just pull up on random people that were out in the dark somewhere in a park and shoot them uh He said that he would tie a flashlight to his handgun so that he would never miss a bullet and that uh he often talked about how. Uh, the most dangerous game was his favorite book and how he'd always dreamed of hunting humans. Yeah. Uh, then this is also corroborated by uh, him owning and wearing a Zodiac wristwatch. <laughs> Just interesting enough. And funny enough, he even said that if he were to do this, he would dress up in an outfit and call himself the Zodiac Killer. <laughs> And he would write letters to the police trying to get them to figure out where he is. And he would do it with no motive at all so that it would be almost impossible to find him. So this guy pretty much just <laughs> described the entire case. Dude, and he got away with it. And dude, this, this reminds me of Trump back in the 90s saying, like, if I ever ran for president, I'd go Republican and just... Because they're so stupid. They're so stupid, they'll... They'll vote for me. <laughs> yeah, so the, all this, yes, it definitely paints a picture that it would she, be him. It's the exact, he basic. that's basically the podcast so far. Yeah. What that man said. Um, <laughs> like, so in September of 72, they obtained a search warrant for uh, his residence, mm-hmm. and uh, they found nothing. But uh, in 74, he was arrested for two years uh, for raping a 12-year-old boy. Again. Um, and then in February of 1991, they got another search warrant on his house to try and close this case. And, um, they pretty much didn't find anything, but, uh, he did die in 1992. And this is where they served their final warrant and they seized, uh, all the property that he had. So they were utilizing his death, you know? Yeah. And probably good. He's dead. They did find plenty of evidence that exists, but it was pretty much circumstantial. Yeah. Um, so right. they did figure out that uh, the letter that was sent, one of the letters that was sent to the police department 
was typed with a Royal brand typewriter uh, in the Elite type of it. Ooh. And uh, they found this exact brand uh, when they searched his home in 1991. Uh, they also found his Zodiac wristwatch, you know? Yeah, yeah. I kind of want Um, And he lived and worked uh, just a few minutes away from a couple of the murder sites of the Zodiac. Okay. Um, so this is where it gets even more muddled. In 2002... The San Francisco Police Department they they took uh, they lifted a little bit of saliva DNA off of stamps and envelopes that were sent uh, from the Zodiac. Yeah, and um, they compared this DNA to Arthur Lee Allen's DNA, um, and they also did it with Don Cheney, who was the friend that I mentioned earlier yeah, yeah. of Arthur Lee Allen, and. Um, Arthur, Don Chaney, he really just, like, he's pushing. Like, he really wants this to be true. Yeah. Because he's the one that went to the police saying that it was Arthur Lee Allen. And then after the DNA test came back negative and Arthur Lee Allen's DNA was not on there, he said, Don Chaney was like, well, you know, I did find it a little weird, but he used to, back in, like, 68, 69, he used to just come over and have me lick some stamps for him. <laughs> And, like, this is, like, 30 years after the fact. And he's like, well, I always thought that was a little strange. He would just come over and have me lick some stamps, and then he'd just leave. So can, you, uh, can you just, like, uh, you know, hold these bullets in your hand for a minute? Yeah, and they were like, come on. Um, so Lloyd Cunningham, who was, uh, at the time, he was a, rep- a retired uh, handwriting expert. Yeah. He had received uh, boxes full of Arthur's handwriting and just letters that he had written. And uh, he did a very thorough searching of it, and he found that uh, none of Arthur's writing came anywhere close to that of the Zodiac. And uh, they also, as we said, none of the DNA came back. So pretty much they figured out that it wasn't this guy. That they're like, you know, maybe this guy was just like, it's 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 all so circumstantial. It's just like it is, but... maybe he really did just want to hunt people and kill them and call himself the Zodiac, but and it wasn't him. That exact thing happened. Yeah, I don't know. Man. Yeah, so it that, was not him. Yeah, a lot of people kind of speculate that it may have been a gun collector as well. Yeah, and just just due to the yeah, sheer just based on the that yeah. he, he displayed and but, almost uh, the expertise, at least in the first one. Like, yeah, first, honestly, like, that's that's impressive. Yeah. Um, there. I was reading a theory. Now I don't know if this is a legitimate theory because I've never actually heard it like talked about on anywhere other than just the internet. Yeah. But there is. I find it kind of valid, and they think that it was like a group of people. So this is where it kind of connects back to the Satanist, where that if it were to be something like that, it could very easily be a group of people. You know, like one person does the killing. Yeah. One person's in charge of like. Like, oh, he's like, oh, well, you talked to me right after I did it. So it's like, so you shot this guy, Paul Stein, and then you took off all of your clothing and all of your, you know, connections to the Zodiac, and you just talked to the cops. But it's like, if, you know, maybe if there was another person there, they're not technically wrong in saying that they just did it, but I he just didn't pull the trigger, you know? There you go, yeah. Yeah, so, they all have plausible deniability. So there is, yeah, there is a theory that it was, you know, more than one person. That is, that that's. That probably sounds like the most reasonable one so far. Because, yeah, I mean, there's 
there's a laundry list of who they think it could yeah. be. And I mean, if you're going to pin a murder on someone, I guess make it the child rapist. So I, I applaud the yeah. Zodiac killer for that. But I, it's just weird. Who knows, man? And then, um, like, there's been people that have come out. And it's hard because after the fact, it was so big. I mean, by 1971, there were movies coming out about the Zodiac. There yeah. was even a porn called The Zodiac Rapist. And that was like a full-fledged really? porno that had come out about the Zodiac killing. That's not even a clever name. No, that's it's like, not. It's, that's mortifying. That's insane. But, yeah, so it's like this was already huge. So, you know, it's hard when people are coming out in the 80s and the 90s like, oh, well, you know, I have this information. It's like, do you or do you just think this Dude, will get you on the news? Yeah. The you Zodiac know? came like it, it, it came and went like so quickly that. I don't know. It, it it just got so embedded into like as like an unsolved thing like too quickly. No, it like, did to where it's like okay, wait, you're not looking for him still. Like what's going like within like a few years of it all going down. And it's it funny. just became like oh, this is the because hard hitting thing. His body count is. I mean, obviously, it's extremely low, like compared yeah. to others. But, but it's just so weird. It's the it's the impact it had on society of. Kind of like, in a way, it was no one was safe. It was like you yeah, don't know like, where this guy is, yeah. who he is, how he's doing it, and he's getting away with it very successfully. Yeah, it's insane. And then um, another question that's often posed is about the ciphers, and no one has been able to agree on this because, not that I've ever tried it, but I I have come to understand that making a cipher is not that difficult. Yeah, there's like, like you can really just guides find guides to do to it. Do it. Yeah. And the whole 18 letter jumbled mess at the end of the one that they actually figured out has kind of made a lot of people think that either this guy didn't know what he was doing at all or he knew exactly what he was doing. And yeah. there's nowhere in the middle. So it's either he and, was like a mastermind <laughs> that all of these are clues that we're just not smart enough to put together or he was just a guy that was learning how to do it just to fuck with people, and he got it wrong. And both things are terrifying, both of those options. Yeah. It's like either he's a mastermind who there's probably other people like him, or he's just an idiot, and we can't figure it out <laughs> for some reason. Yeah, so it it's impossible. It, I think it's safe to say that justice will not be served for this case. Oh, no. Because no, of course not. I mean, it's 2020. Like we're we're kind of way past the zodiac. We have a lot of other things going on. Like this dude, (laughs) just based on the composite sketch that they have and the description, this dude's in his late 70s, early 80s right now. If he's still alive, so I there's no hope that it'll be found out. But it is it's interesting because. Not many people are capable of getting away with this. Yeah. And the reason that a lot of people uh, go with him being trained in some sort of like combat, like military or police, is because clearly, you know, as we said before, just the accuracy and the way he's able to get away with it. Yeah. And what's also interesting about the Zodiac is he wants the attention. You know, like the your typical serial killer that kind of craves that. Like, once they're caught, they want you to like know who they are, no, and what yeah, they've done. Very much so. There was there was a actually a couple of the, it was it was one letter, but um, 
in one of the letters, he actually mentions that he wants people around the city to start uh, wearing like zodiac pins. Yeah, with his little emblem on it. And that's like you got to do it, or else I'll blow up a school bus. He kept talking about school right. buses. And looking back on it, that's what that's why they went with Ted Kaczynski because he did something very similar. With you're gonna wear this pin or else I'm gonna do this. Yeah, yeah. So they connected that, but again, it's all just that's I almost guarantee that that was the only reason they were just like, oh, Ted Kaczynski did something like this. Yeah, and it's wild to me because like he wants that attention as like the Zodiac, but he's not this like egomaniac serial killer that like keeps going until he gets caught. No, it's pretty much like he went in did what he had to do and just was like i'm done like we're done we don't have to do this anymore yeah. it's over it, it it's it's kind of just frustrating because you know usually for like things like this for episodes like where we cover stuff like this we do kind of like a biopic of these people right and like just like they they were born all this shit happened and then they really got fucked up like you know but now yeah. we like don't know anything about this guy like we only At have all. what he did or what this person did and that's literally it. It's almost it's infuriating. Yeah, like, no it's one, kind of infuriating. No one will ever know. And even nowadays, if someone comes out and says that they did it, no one can like, believe that. You, you know. <laughs> but it, I found it funny because we we did stop after the confirmed kills. We we talked a little bit about the suspected ones, but they kept going, and he kept a body count, and his went up to thirty-seven. Yeah. And on the 37th victim, uh, the letter that was received, the last letter received, uh, it it wasn't a letter at all. It was actually just a review of the movie The Exorcist Part 3. And then on the bottom of it, it had, you know, Zodiac equals 37, Police Department equals 0. Yeah, I think he was trying to do, like, an edgy thing there. He's like, it was the best comedy I've ever seen. Yeah, it was like, it was satirical (laughs) gold. It's like, really? Really? You like that, Zody? But that's kind of why they they stopped uh, caring about the letters, in a sense, because... He's just starting to talk about current events. Right, <laughs> like, and it was like, there's no connection to anything. We have no way of proving or disproving that it's this person. Yeah. So they kind of just let it go, because it was like, yeah, who the fuck knows? You it's know? like, it's like, no, fuck off, all right? It was just strange. It is strange. And 37, for him to claim that many, I feel like 37 is like a lot of people's go-to random number. Yeah. Yeah, no, I would see so, that. Yeah, it's like, it's all odds. It's it's just strange. I don't know. 37 is always my random number. Yeah, it's, it's a strange number. But the case of the Zodiac will, in my eyes, go unsolved forever. Probably. I kind of stopped caring about it. Even, like, this goes back to like Jack the Ripper. Even if right now they, without a doubt, proved who Jack the Ripper was, no one would care about that case anymore. Yeah. Like, it's part of the... It's same with the Zodiac. It's like, no one cares who the guy is. It's about, like, what he was capable of doing. Yeah. At this point, if we catch him, and he is alive, he'll be in, like, the corner of a fucking, like, rest home or some shit. Yeah. Probably in some terrible, uh, you know, in some terrible state. But we're going to take away all that and give him three square meals a day and some exercise and daylight. He's uh, getting that now anyway. Yeah. Not even. He's probably, that would probably be better for him. So at this point, let's just let him die. You know? Let's uh, let's let him rot in a chair. Agreed. Well, that's the Zodiac. <laughs> it's the Zodiac. Yeah, I mean, we don't know who he is. Um, 
Yeah, I wish we could give you better information, but... We don't know a lot of stuff. There's some things that we'll just never figure out. I don't know, man. That's just human uh, nature. But we know that his name is... Uh, the Zodiac. The Zodiac, yeah. We, he so gave we, at least that. we have something. There's not many people that can get away with giving themselves their own nickname. No, yeah, it's... it's uh, I can't even think of an example. Who else has done that? And I, I Prince... Think I think if he didn't kill anyone, Slash. Yeah. he would never have been able to do it. If some guy, just, if you just, if you or me just wrote a letter to like the newspaper, like call us the Zodiac, they'd be like, "Who the fuck? Are, like, get out of here!" Like, no, like I'm we'd not even get, gonna put this in. We'd get tossed in the waste bin. It's you know. It's, but like, no, this guy did it, and he was like, "Yeah, it's the Zodiac." Like that's realistically that's it's, terrifying. It's probably because they tried to give him a name and it just didn't stick. So when he gave them one, they yeah. were just like, "That sounds way cooler than what we had." So let's just <laughs> let's just start calling it that. Dude, was it was it like Dennis Rader who was uh who was sending letters in to the police? Uh, yeah, no, it was yeah, him, yeah. yeah. I, I'm pretty sure he tried to give himself names. Yeah, he tried he a couple like, different times. Here, here's a couple of options, and he made like a list of things he thought would be good names for him. Yeah, they're like, like, oh. You guys can call me any of these. We're going to workshop these names around the city and see how we'll get back to you. (laughs) We'll print them on the front page of every paper. Yeah, so uh, it's one of those things. It's it's funny because you'd think that there's like this huge story that goes into it, but it's pretty like cut and dry. Yeah, it's like a few fucking like couple minute exchanges between human beings. Some of them died. It, uh, probably a total of like an hours of an hours worth of like crime. Yeah, but there's Even just if, so much like, weird lore behind it. He's sending letters. He's dressed as something else. He has all these different guns. Yeah, and, and he's like capable of this like language yeah, that no one can. He's decode. making ciphers no one can decipher, and <laughs> and he got away. He's he got away. Yeah, he did. He you know he's in the wind, man. I mean, realistically, just thinking on. On a grand scale, the the person that did it is probably dead, and the only probably. reason I say this is because based th- this is all based on the information that is available. So we'll say we'll go lowball it, and he was twenty six when this happened. Yeah. So that would make him seventy seven now, seventy seven, seventy eight, and you got to think. The lifespan of the average person is right around there. It's like seventy six, and the average person. Isn't capable of murder. This guy's living in a, a stressful situation he's, in one way, shape, or another. Yeah, he's uh, something's eating away at him, and if it's not guilt, it's definitely something else. I definitely don't think this guy lived to see twenty twenty. I don't. <laughs> what if the what if the Zodiac killer died of Corona? He might have. You what? never know. <laughs> he's just another statistic. I don't know why that would be so funny. I uh, what if we get like we start getting letters because he listens to the show, and he's just like I'm not. <laughs> just dead. gave everyone that idea. Someone could do it. <laughs> I'm <laughs> not we, dead, and I would just not sleep ever again. That'd be uh, actually kind of fucking funny. But he gives us like <laughs> things from like in the studio. He takes like my pen, and he just and like, he, like sends, sends it, it to me. It's like what the it's fuck, like, Jake? This was you, wasn't it? I'm like no, I swear to God. It's like you're the only one with access to this desk, motherfucker. And, That'd be terrifying. Uh, but you'd be know. torn apart. He would destroy the podcast. You never know. Maybe don't write us letters. Just send us emails. Some of that. Yeah, what if, uh, what if uh, the Zodiac was around in like 2010? 
He just sends text messages to detectives. He doesn't write letters anymore. <laughs> LOL, then like the capital X, capital D. Yeah, it's just like emojis. Yeah. <laughs> just like, you'll never catch me. They're like, <laughs> we have your phone number. An eight, three equal signs, and a D. I, uh, yeah, I, this is just my prediction here. I'm pretty sure this guy's dead. Probably, and that's probably for the best, right? Or, in a weird conspiracy twist, possibly even movie-like, maybe they knew exactly who this guy was, and he was so good at what he did that they recruited him to work for the military. That's a theory I have not heard that's amazing. I just made it up. It doesn't even you know seem what? It plausible. Would, it would fall into the uh, the trend here of just, like, movie like ass shit. Yeah. It's, that's it's been going weird. on. He's he's doing he's he's writing letters, he's making up languages, he's dressing up. He's using all sorts of different guns money could buy. People yeah, are dying, I don't know. It's kind of funny cuz it goes to show you like how in a way how simple it is to get away with murder. It's literally just luck most of the time. But that's usually just relying on one murder, and this guy's like doing multiple murders and also talking to the police on the phone and through letter. The only hard part about murder is if you really want to get away with it, you can't murder somebody that you've ever met yeah. or like had a conversation with, yeah. because that can easily be linked and connected. At that is some like point. A, a statistic thing. It's like most people that kill kill someone that they know very well yeah so it's like, so like if you go just straight up like random you go on vacation yeah no you're in argentina you've never been there you just find one person and you kill them it's like the as long as you don't get like seen the odds of you getting caught are very yeah, it's slim. like just go to the airport after that because yeah it's like why would they have any why would they think to look outside of someone that's connected to the person yeah. How do you even begin that? You know, like, there's so many people. How do you just, like, it's a random murder. Let's just start looking at random people that could have done It's like, no, you can't Let's do that. Let's see what we can get. There's no way that that ever falls into any sort of order. No, yeah. I don't know, man. He Zodiac's a uh, fucking jerk, you know? Yeah, he's weird. Not, not my favorite guy. And it, I find it interesting, too, because... I mean, the shit that he admits and talks about, it's like, he really has no motive for murder other than just, like, I'm capable of it. Yeah, you know? I wanted to kind of bring that up. It's like, what do you think he got about this? Because we don't have, like, the biopic. We don't know anything about him. It's like, what do you think he got out of this? Because he just stopped. He likes the most dangerous game. He's just a hunter. So he just got He's super into a book and killed a bunch of people. Sort of like a micro version of the John Lennon scenario. No, dude, Joe Rogan is the Zodiac Killer. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Look at the facts. It's there. Yeah. He's a hunter. In 1971, he discovered weed, and he really calmed down. Yeah, he figured it out, and he was yeah. like, i got to stop sending letters, man. Joe Rogan's really 78 years old. He just looks amazing because he takes that... Weird-ass protein shit. And he eats a bunch of carrots. It keeps him young. Yeah. But, yep. yeah, I don't, elk. I don't know what... I don't know who this guy is or what he did after, but thinking we about it in a rational some sense, of the he did, yeah. there are probably a lot of people out there that have met this guy not even knowing who he was. Yeah. People probably held the door for him. Yeah. Waved him through in traffic. You do never know who you're going to encounter. Yeah, it's real weird. But that's uh, that's the Zodiac. That is that's the Zodiac uh, killer. 
it was a killer episode, Grant. Me and you. And it, uh, yeah, there was Zodiac. us. Because we are starting a cult. We are, yeah. We're doing that. If we you want to give us money, we're more than happy to accept. We are, yeah. And uh, one of our patrons uh, it, uh, uh, wants a shirt. Guess what? We're going to give him a shirt. All right? Maybe be like him. Be a patron. You'll get a shirt. It'll be great. So. Uh, do it. Yeah, do it now. Do it now, Patreon. The link is below. Uh, startacult at gmail.com. Email us. We're on all the stuff. Right? Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Libsyn. Indeed. And Spotify and iTunes and all that stuff because, you know, whatever. Yeah, we got it all. So either way, uh, yeah, that was us. Uh, that's Grant over there. I'm Jake. Uh, we are starting a cult. We're going to be back next week with something else yes. to talk about. We will be. Um, we could just say it because we know what we're going to be doing on the on the schedule next. Yeah, we will be covering. Um, we will. We've yet to decide if that'll be. <laughs> We've yet we to decide. Say it, I guess. We've yeah. yet to decide if it'll be next week or the week prior. But DB Cooper week will after. be the next guy. Not DB Cooper. Bill Cooper. Sorry. <laughs> What's going on? I'm with thinking this announcement? of. I'm thinking of the other guy. Not DB Cooper would be a cool topic. But we're gonna do. Maybe we'll discuss that. Yeah. We'll do Bill Cooper. That's yeah. that's who's scheduled. Billy. That's who we're attacking. Not literally attacking, but we will be attacking the knowledge of this man. Yeah. We don't know what we're going to do, and neither do you, so just tune in next week and you'll find out. And oh, all, we'll, we'll find out. You know? Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll figure keep it you out. updated. Some stuff's going to happen. Bill Cooper next week coming in hot, and we are starting a cult, the, the yes. show, uh, me and Grant's show, us, uh, I'm Jake, and that's Grant. He's yawning. Ugh! That was the Zodiac Killer. That's me. Yeah. Be tired if you're the Zodiac Killer. It's fucking me. Damn. All right. Nah, I could. How never. old are you, man? I've never asked you that. I don't like to talk about it. I'm anywhere between the ages okay, of so. four and three thousand, somewhere in there, somewhere in that range. All right. Okay. Yeah. That. Yeah. I believe you. It's I do believe you. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing I can do about that. I would never falsify. You've given me an answer, and I can't uh, can't pry. Because that's rude. It is rude to ask the age. Just like wait and uh, congratulating people on their fat stomachs when they're not pregnant. You yeah, know, that's that's, it's just a, a faux pas. Faux pas. All, All right. right I'm yeah, we'll see you later. Goodbye. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 